0: Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you, and enjoy. Just like to welcome everyone to Ash Wednesday and to Lent, and if you're one of the people who, it's been a while since you've been at church, but uh, Ash Wednesday somehow is in your bones, and you know like, all right, we're going to get back to it. This is when we're going to start back up, our church and our faith and the practices of those things. uh, Welcome. You're always welcome, and the church always offers new beginnings, so uh, glad to have you be a part of us. I want to begin by sharing something uh, embarrassing. In high school, now this is before I really ever met Jesus, all right? I met him when I was about 19, so this is before I was ever evangelized, that's to say meet Jesus, or catechized, that's to say formed in the faith. My dad was Jewish. My mom was somewhat Catholic. We would go occasionally throughout the year, not often. So God, Jesus, the church just seemed like, I don't know, being forced to study like Russian or a foreign language. I'm sure it mattered to someone, but to me, it really didn't matter much. So in high school, you know, when you don't have God or Jesus and all the beautiful things that go with that, you have to fill your life with something. There's no such thing as being neutral. And so it's either God and the good things of God or it's something else. And in high school, I loved to lie. Loved it. I thought it was the funniest thing that you could lie and people would believe you. I was so immature and hardened and blind. But I just, I just, I just loved I mean, I used to just make up the most extravagant things to see how far I would go and people would believe me. And, and I was pretty good at it. I hate to admit it. I was. I was pretty good at sinning. And so when I finally did meet Jesus and started practicing the faith, I had to work on this whole lying thing because it was incompatible with Jesus who says he's the truth. And what I discovered was I couldn't stop lying on the behavior alone. I couldn't just be like, God, I'm not going to do that anymore. It's because most sin is actually the symptom. That underneath the sin is where all the pain and the confusion resides. And so I had to learn much more deeply what was actually going on with me that made sinning seem like a good idea. And what I learned was there was a lot of reasons. One of them was just simply feeling insecure. I didn't feel like I was enough, and if I could cook up a good story, entertain people or whatever, all of a sudden, I seemed amazing to people. But it all began with, I wouldn't be amazing as I was. Right? I wasn't made good or a gift. Something was wrong. Or I was afraid, right? Because uh, the idea of studying in high school was the equivalent to like chewing on sand. So I was, parents asked did you to school- do Of course I did my schoolwork. Teacher, like, where's school? I thought I'd turn that paper in, Mrs. So and so. You may want to check. Your desk is a little messy. So, uh, <laughs> you know, things like this. <laughs> and so, but it was out of fear. I didn't want to be seen as making a mistake. Would I still be loved or cared about? I was believing lies about me, and they were leading me to being a liar to others. So I wasn't going to be healed of this. Jesus wasn't going to transform me on behavior alone because he's not scandalized by sin. Can I just say that? Jesus already knows every sin you've ever committed or will ever commit. It doesn't phase him. He still loves you. And he sees what's underneath it. And so he wanted me to go on a very... Vulnerable journey to discover places inside me that as a 14 to 17 year old boy I would have never discovered. But so I could realize that there was a deeper level of transformation he wanted to offer me. This is what the first reading is getting at. The prophet says, Rend your heart, not your garments. To rend something means to tear it apart but it means to more deeply reveal something that was being hidden. When people would rend their garments back in the day, what they were making known was their flesh. They were becoming vulnerable. When the prophet says, rend your hearts, we're all so heartbroken already from a million different things in our lives. stories. He doesn't say, break your heart again for me, and then if you're miserable, God will love you. What he means is, Tear open the places that are hiding the deeper stuff. God wants to go into the deeper things with you this Lent. Now the only reason to do it is the next line in the first reading. Is because God is gracious and merciful. The word gracious means he esteems you. He favors you. To be gracious is to have a presence that says... You're good in my eyes. See, the Lord knows what he made when he made you. He didn't make junk and he didn't make a mistake. He wanted there to be a you in this world. And so when he's gracious towards us, what he conveys to us is all the stuff, all the junk, all the thought patterns, all the things we've done or haven't done. He's like, I see it all, but I see even deeper. I know what I made and I believe in you. I know what you're still capable of. And more importantly, I just love you. He's gracious and He's merciful. The word mercy in Latin is misericordia, which is to say, to have a heart for someone's misery. See, Jesus knew I was suffering from so many fears and inadequacies, so many lies about my value, and He didn't condemn me. He wasn't impatient. He offered me his heart. That's what he wants to offer you on your journey. That's what Lent is meant to be about. It's not awesome, I'm going to do a diet, but call it Catholic and maybe lose a few pounds for the springtime. It's not to be, all right, I'm going to do these awesome prayers and it's going to be amazing and then I see you in mid-March and you go, I haven't done them and I feel like crap. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving is meant to make us vulnerable, is meant to make us available, accessible to our Father. It's a way of stepping out of the hiding. We're not supposed to say prayers, we're meant to pray, which means we're meant to enter into the relationship with our Father in such a way that we let Him see those deeper places that we normally hide. And we may have taken it to other people before and they hurt us. But they aren't graciousness and mercy himself. When we fast, we're supposed to fast from the places that we try to numb ourselves out from. All the ways we turn to disordered pleasure. Pleasure is good, but some pleasure is just simply to numb ourselves. So we don't have to make the human and holy journey. And then almsgiving is meant to make us vulnerable by giving to others so that our hearts can be seen, so that we enter into relationship with one another. And in doing this, this Lent, God doesn't condemn, He heals. And healing for God is always bringing you into communion and wholeness. And so, as you start this Lent, perhaps you've already have your ideas what you're going to do. Perhaps you're scurrying in the back of your mind, still, like, oh yeah, I got to do the prayer, fasting, almsgiving thing. All right, maybe I'll do. If you don't know for sure, maybe what I'm saying may adjust some things for you. Maybe give yourself until this Sunday to settle into what you really need to do. Because what we celebrate at the end of Lent is the lavish love of God a God who's willing to suffer and die because he thinks you're worth it and rise again to say, I only want to bring you life where you feel hopeless. I only want to draw you close where you feel so alone so that from the inside out, punk high schoolers like me would even stop lying. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app. Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church Brecksville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us.